I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Billboard Chart Beat Podcast, Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Giants. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard, back for a third week in a row. Is it three weeks? Yeah, this, is, this has got to be be, uh, be verging on the all-time record here. Are we getting into kind of one sweet day, Despacito type uh, type runs here? Three months. You have to three months, yeah. Put right. up with this. Soon enough. All right. I don't, I don't get an introduction here, just, just sort of assumed at this point. We're happy to welcome back for a third week, Andrew Unterberger. Uh, always always a, an honor and a privilege to be invited into these, these hallowed halls. Yeah. So last week we were talking a lot of Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. We're going to talk a lot more about it this week with uh, his new guest star on the song, who gets his first, well, you'll hear it uh, coming up in the Top Ten Countdown, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. So we're going to get into all things again, uh, Old Town Road with a record setting week this week. Uh, also talking BTS. They're back with a new song back on Billboard's Pop Songs chart after just uh, its first three days of airplay. It already debuts with Halsey. So uh, we're going to welcome back J.J. Ryan, PD of KJYO Oklahoma City, KJ103, uh, always a leader in playing BTS on radio. So uh, we'll get his latest take on BTS coming back. So uh, it's all coming up on this week's Billboard Sharpie podcast. Here is this week's Top 10 on the Hot 100. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Number 10. I want to raise your spirits. I want to see you smile. No, that means I'll have to leave. Number 9. I just poured something in my cup. I've been wanting something I can feel. Promise I am never letting up. Number eight. Nothing feels better than this. Nothing feels better. Nothing feels better than this. Nothing feels better. Number seven. Please me, baby. Turn around and just tease me, baby. You got what I want and what I need, baby. Let me hear you say, please. Let me hear you say. Number six. I'm a sucker for you. Say the word and I'll go anywhere blindly. I'm a sucker for you. Yeah. Any road to take, you know that you'll find me. I'm a sucker 
for you. Yeah. Number five. So you can take advantage of me. Tell me how to feel sitting up there. Feeling so high, but too far away to hold me. You know I'm the one who put you up there. Deep in the sky, does it ever get lonely? Thinking you could live. Number four. Number three. It's a moment when I show up, got I'm saying wow. Honey, bands in my pocket, it's on me. Yeah, your grandma more probably know me. Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up, got I'm saying wow. Number two. Then you're left in the dust. Unless I stuck by ya. You're a sunflower. I think your love will be too much. Or you'll be left in the dust. And number one. Yeah, I'm gonna take my I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Look at that. Ah, once again, number one on the Billboard Hot 100. As everyone knows by now, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road. Now, this week, we got a, uh, a new edition of the song featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. I probably don't even explain the history of how this song came together, but if you have been anywhere on the internet for the past week and a half, you saw that this collaboration happened. A lot of behind-the-scenes clips shown on Lil Nas's, uh social media pages. The remix, I mean, ignited in a way that really can only be matched by the original in the past week. And all together, as both of those, the remix and the original come together on Billboard charts, helps get a record-breaking streaming week. Talking 143 million streams, which is about 25 million ahead of the old record, Drake's In My Feelings, which uh, got just over 116 million at the height of the Shiggy Challenge last summer. And I mean, you know, I know sometimes some of these records are kind of funny because stream, you know, sometimes streaming wasn't really that big a thing at a certain point in time, but you can't tell them between last July and now, just nine months that, oh, suddenly everybody started streaming. I mean, this is, in any way you cut it, like, to outdo Drake on streaming, that's insane. Yeah, as big as uh, Ariana Grande has uh, been uh, streaming-wise, she got into the 90s with uh, Thank You Next. So uh, kind of in the middle, that was uh, sort of the high point. But yeah, I, kind of surprising that it broke the record by that much. Well, let me ask you guys something, uh, You know, not, not necessarily for the official Billboard records here, because I know we, we do tend to conflate, uh, my policy, we conflate two versions of a song into the same entry. Is there a little bit of an asterisk maybe next to this one, uh, at, at least in your own you know, personal uh, you know, cataloging of these things, considering that, you know, uh, in my feelings, the Ariana song, most of the other songs towards the top of the chart, maybe I guess not Despacito, but most of the other versions, uh, there's only one version of them. Uh, and obviously when we're talking about Old Town Road, we're talking about both the original and now this remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. And we're combining those two numbers into this one gargantuan streaming number. Now, is it sort of a different metric now that we're measuring two versions of a song rather than just one version? Or to you, is it all sort of the same thing? Um, I will say from my point of view, it I, I think throw the asterisk out. And I say that only mm. because 
typically when we see a lot of these remixes, just in popular culture, I think there's one remix. Like like the remix is like the the one mm-hmm. that that does it. Um, I mean, you can go back as far as I'm real. I don't think people even know that the murder remix is like actually like the remix. Like there's another song from the album. Sounds way different. Sounds kind of like this, actually. Yeah, so believe it or not, that is what I'm Real was on the JLo album. And now the remix comes along, sounds a little bit like this. Becomes this major hit. Uh, Despacito comes along. Yes, Despacito could have been could have been a solid hit on its own. Was on its way to being a solid hit. Just the Bieber version just plucked it up to a level that I don't think anybody would have expected it to get to. With Old Town Road, I mean, if the remix wasn't out, this song still would be number one. And more to come with uh, with Lil Nas X. I'm sure we, we we still don't have an official video for this. We still don't have the uh, the long promised Young Thug remix. We don't you know who who knows who else. I mean. This one came to fruition uh, based on a you know a wish he made on Twitter last December. Uh, so he he's just kind of speaking things into existence now. So you know he he teased Beyonce the other day and he said that was a joke, but it's a joke until Beyonce calls him up and says, "Hey, yeah, sure, I'd love to get on it." And then uh, all of a sudden it's a uh, old town road featuring Beyonce. So uh, yeah, so the record 143 million streams for the week, also uh, 124,000 sold. Uh, sales have been uh, it's pretty common now to have a number one in the 30s uh, for 30,000 uh, sold. So 124,000, that's the most since Drake's God's Plan over a year ago. So uh, we've been saying too that the, uh, the acts who've been topping the digital song sales chart have tended to be acts that were around originally uh, at the start of the iTunes era or at least uh, somewhere in there like Lady Gaga. So was Lil Nas X even alive during the digital songs era? Yes, he was alive. Yeah. <laughs> Just starting school. I don't think he was buying songs yet in any of them. Yeah. So yeah, a song that uh, uh, listeners maybe uh, aren't used to buying, they're even spending that $1.29 for it. Uh, also, uh, Airplay Building, song debut is in the radio songs chart this week at number 33. So it's uh, rising on the rhythmic songs chart, uh, pop songs, debuts on the mainstream R&B hip-hop uh, chart this week. So, uh, yeah, kicking into all formats actually does drop off country airplay. Yes, I got to notice you left, you yeah. left one, one crucial format yeah. off that list. Uh, 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 debuted last week at number 53 uh, based mostly on morning show uh, syndicated airplay. So just below the chart this week. So, yeah, it's on pop, rhythmic, and mainstream R&B uh, this week. So, uh, yeah, all combined, uh, record week for Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, who is now officially listed as a featured artist on Old Town Road. So 27 years after his first uh, Hot 100 appearance with Achy Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Cyrus is number one on the Hot 100. Don't tell my heart, my Achy Breaky Heart, I just don't think it understand. And if you tell my heart, my Achy Breaky Heart, he mightn't blow up and kill this man. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on uh, Achy Breaky Heart as a uh, chronicler of all things pop culture. Yeah, so this is a song that I probably this week is the is the first time in my life that I've given the song any kind of critical thought. It's one of those songs, like I, I was six when the song came out. I was not paying attention to popular music, but it was just such a massive cultural phenomenon that has just sort of existed in the ether. And I, I was I was aware of its presence without even having an opinion on it. And by the time I had gotten, anyway, I really became a fan of popular music, it sort of had gotten phased out already. The only, the, 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 I would compare it to kind of like uh, the Macarena in that respect, where it's like, okay, this was, this was just uh, you know, the central force in pop culture for a very brief period of time. 
And then six months later, it was like it never existed in the first place. Uh, and so I hadn't really thought about it much. Like, do I even like this song? Uh, I listened to uh, Some Gave All Today, the Billy Ray Cyrus album that this, the song came from. The song comes from. Uh, well, first off, it's, it's actually like a really good album. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Are, you, are you familiar with it? From, I, from I've, I've, I've always been a big Billy Ray Cyrus. Right. I'm a huge fan of 90s country. And uh, I guess my, my main thought is uh, I always liked Achey Breaking Heart. I mm-hmm. remember when it became a big hit and it felt – it felt very different uh, culture-wise than anything out. It just seemed to in a, in a pre-internet era. It just seemed to really have this extra buzz. So it got number one on the country chart for for five weeks. Uh, I feel like though, in some ways, it, it ultimately did him a disservice. When you uh, start with sort of that novelty hit, it, it's tough to be taken seriously afterwards. And if he'd come out with "Could Have Been Me" as the mm-hmm. first single, which I think is the best song on the album, uh, might have been a whole different career. You just gave me a wink and said, oh. Yeah, and you mentioned it as a novelty single. It really, really isn't a novelty single in, in, in any in any way. Like if you played that song for somebody who was totally unfamiliar with it as as a cultural thing, they would just think, okay, it's a '90s country song. You know, there's nothing about it. They're, they're, you know, you know, obviously the the, the hook is kind of sing songy, and it's it's got a sort of novel uh, lyrical conceit to it. But it doesn't feel like a gimmick necessarily. It just feels like a particularly catchy 90s country song. The the the, the kind of novelty aspect of it came along with the dance, the, the line dancing that was yeah. popularized in the video and kind of took over from there as a cultural force unto itself. But the song itself is it's just a pretty good country pop song. Uh, but like like you said, uh, I, I think there are some songs on the album that you know, could have been me as a great example. Like that, that to me sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. And it is a really good Bruce Springsteen song at that. So yeah, I mean, and, and I, I do think that sometimes Billy Ray Cyrus is... Uh, his sort of rep as a one-hit wonder, stemming from Aki Break Heart, just because that song was so massive, does get a little bit overstated because he had other massive country hits and he had just unbelievable sales for that album. Like I've been talking about it nine times certified platinum, seven, seven and a half million copies certified by, by Nielsen Music. I mean, that you don't you don't sell like that based off one song. You know, Men Without Hats never sold that much because of the safety dance. Like it, it, it's not it's not the sort of sales numbers that can be that can be sustained by one hit, no matter how massive it is. So people were really digging Billy Ray in general at that time, and like I, I guess you could, you could sort of compare his career to someone like uh, like Beck, maybe uh, who only really had one massive crossover hit. And you know, obviously, he had, he had more critical acclaim and Grammy wins and stuff like that. But he also just had a tremendous base in alternative rock at the time that that, that followed up past uh, Loser, which was his only real top forty hit. So he he continued to have like a massive impact on popular music and and on alternative rock uh, from outside the pop sphere. Billy Ray Cyrus, maybe not quite the same degree, but it is sort of the same thing where where he had more of a pronounced impact than you realize if you think, oh, he's just the Aki Reiki Heart guy, even in the 90s. Yeah, I'm not sure he was ever a total automatic at country, but he mm-hmm. had seven top tens through 2008. So it was always uh, pretty solid if he had the right song. But uh, you know, it might seem like it's the weirdest thing in the world, uh, especially if you uh, thought in 1992 that 27 years from now, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus will have a number one hit on the Hot 100 with uh, maybe a sort of a novelty-ish uh, rap song. 
by a person who uh, isn't born for another seven years in 1999. But uh, maybe it's not that surprising when you look back at other times he's adapted and he's actually stayed uh, pretty relevant through a lot of different ways. He's sort of become this master of finding different ways to get his name out there uh, the last uh, couple decades. Yeah, I mean the most interesting thing to me about about Billy Ray Cyrus's uh, career, especially as it relates to the Billboard charts, he's had three total top 40 hits in his 30-year career. And each of them came in a different decade, and it wasn't like uh, you know he had one in 1999 and then had one in 2000. He didn't he didn't really cheap his way into it like that. He's had three hits, and they've been decades apart. Uh, so yeah, like he, the, the 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 cycle kind of ran its course on Achy Breaky Heart. He had more country success, but it kind of dwindled by the time of the the 2000s. But then all of a sudden, uh, here comes Hannah Montana and you know, this this massive hit Disney show starring, as it turns out, his daughter. So it, it, he got, got kind of a, a leg up on the casting process that way. But uh, based on the success of Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus as a, as a spinoff pop star from it, uh, he was able to find his way back onto the charts with, with a song I think you and I both think is pretty good in uh, Ready, Set, Don't Go, which is this really kind of lovely, heartbreaking uh, you know, father-daughter country ballad. He had a couple other hits kind of around that period, none, none quite as big, but it sort of found his way back onto the country airplay charts as a result and had, I think, another, another Hot 100 hit and a, a duet with Miley. Uh, but again, sort of receded from the mainstream from there. Hannah Montana ran its course as well. Uh, and, you know, he, he was you know then an artist in his late 40s, early 50s, didn't necessarily need to be at the forefront of pop culture. But then another decade goes by and all of a sudden you have Lil Nas X who was not alive for Icky Breaky Heart. Who knows if he's even aware of that song's existence, but he knows Hannah Montana because he grew up on it. So he says, oh, well, you know, for, for him, like the ultimate signifier of country music is Billy Ray Cyrus. So he says, yeah, like, well, get me Billy Ray Cyrus on that remix. And, and he comes out and, uh, and, and all of a sudden he's back on the pop charts. And I, I, I was always fascinated by this story about how when Billy Ray Cyrus was first starting out in the early 90s, uh, he had this kind of strange kinship with a Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, yeah. who I, I guess saw him as kind of a fellow disruptor of the mainstream. He was like, well, you know, I came from out of nowhere. You came from out of nowhere. We both pissed a lot of people off. Uh, and a lot of the old establishment doesn't get what the deal is with us. So, like, let's hang out. And then they they actually were friends. They they, they hung out separately from a couple of award shows. And, uh, you know, they, they sort of saw each other as fellow travelers. And and now you have 27 years later, you have uh, Billy Ray Cyrus uh, kind of serving as sort of a mentor figure to Lil Nas X and saying like, yeah, you're this, this beautiful, bright, shining light and you're just going to shine all over the universe. And, and Lil Nas X seems to, seems to, to, to feel it and respect it. And, and, and they, they also have this kind of weird kinship. So it's interesting that, yeah, this guy who has never really been at the center of the mainstream for any concerted period of time, it's always kind of blips on the, on the radar over, over the course of, of many decades – uh, but he he nonetheless manages to be a sort of massive figure in pop history and, and kind of showing up at these unexpected moments and having impacts on these really major pop careers. And uh, kind of interesting how now when you look at uh, the Hannah Montana influence and we were just saying recently how, how maybe strange it was that Jonas Brothers uh, in 2019 are number one. But now we've got 
a Disney couple, baby. Yeah, a couple songs that are kind of uh, driven in some part by that. And if you look at uh, demographics, if you were in your uh, early mm-hmm. teens uh, a decade ago, now you're in your mid-20s. You're uh, in that heart of, of pop music consumption. So it starts to become a little bit more obvious that, OK, it's it's not that surprising that we have these number ones. Yeah, although who would have bet if you ask somebody uh, the peak of 2013 Miley Mania after Wrecking Ball goes to number one, who's going to get back to the top first, her yeah. or her dad? I don't think a lot of people would have said her dad on that one. So is the Hannah Montana connection, do you think that's what's to explain why Billy Ray Cyrus was so accepted on this song? I mean, obviously Little Nas X kind of throw it out there, but you can't you can just get any country star to be on this song and not have it be, you know, a joke or an eye roll or, okay, he took this too far. Why, why is Billy Ray the one who somehow everyone, you know, was not only even just cool with being on there, but really embraced it as like, yeah, this is, this is dope. Well, I think it makes sense for a couple of reasons. I think it actually makes more sense than if he had offered, say, like Thomas Redd or, or even like Keith Urban or Kenny Chesney, but like some figure who's, who's very much connected to the country world of now and, and has been for, for a considerable period of time. Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, it doesn't really feel like a thirst play. It doesn't feel like, okay, we're going to cross over your audience to my audience and we're going to just expand this thing as like a signal boost because Billy Ray Cyrus doesn't really offer that much of an audience of his own at this point. You know, he's, he's a legacy artist. He's a, he's a veteran artist. He doesn't have like a fan army or anything like that. Uh, he, he feels like a, a figure from a, a disconnected generation, a, a, an older generation. But to, to that sense, uh, it, it kind of lends the song a certain gravity and credibility because, I mean – you know, to, to kids who are little Nas, little Nas X's age now, I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus may as well be Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson or one of these other like super venerated figures from country history because he just – he even if you don't know Billy Ray Cyrus's music that intricately and I imagine a lot of people including Lil Nas X don't necessarily, you, you, you hear that name and you know what it means. You know that Billy Ray Cyrus means country music partly because his name sounds like a very, very country name, partly because of Hannah Montana, partly because of Achy Breaky Heart. But that that's an instant signifier that this that he's, he's a country artist and it makes sense it makes sense for him to be on it. I think a big part of it too is uh, I think people get sort of that that inside joke that uh, achy breaky heart as you said Andrew wasn't wasn't really a novelty yet but ultimately it was kind of received that way and uh, Lil Nas X is absolutely uh, catching that same uh, kind of uh, pop culture uh, reaction. Mm-hmm. So I think it there is really this organic connection that, oh, yeah, the guy who originally did this back in 1992, of course he should join for the 2019 version. Yeah, sure. How about a shout out too for uh, 1992-93 at the same time uh, uh, on the Hot Latin Songs chart, uh, Daddy Yankee featuring Snow of Brockback mm. and former uh, via uh, Kalma. So getting all these uh, – 92, 93 yeah. is back, everybody. It took it long enough. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and also uh, – Billy Ray Cyrus is 57 years old and that's one of the more uh, surprising things about this too. And uh, he sort of seems to have this uh, kind of looks uh, – other than the mullet, he looks pretty similar to how he did uh, back in the 90s. Yeah, kind of ageless in a way. Yeah. Like, sort of, sort of that, that Paul Rudd swag I guess you could say. But uh, one of the one of the most – I'll say most senior uh, people ever to top the Hot 100. Louis Armstrong is a little bit uh, older but uh, Cher was 52 and Believe was number one. Billy Ray Cyrus is five years older than that. Uh, all right, we're going to ask uh, JJ Ryan at KJYO the same thing coming up. But Andrew, just curious your thoughts. Uh, now that the remix has come out, it's uh, blasted the song to the record streaming week. Are we at peak Old Town Road? Is this is this really a long lasting hit, or maybe uh, maybe now uh, this is sort of the high point with the remix? Or what what do you think uh, personally going forward? We have for this song coming up. Well, I think uh, 143 million streams might be the high point, but in terms of the song sticking around, I think we got a while to go on this one. And we, I think we might have even touched on this earlier in the podcast, but. There's cards still left to play for Lil Nas X. There's there's an official music video, which he keeps teasing, but hasn't come out yet. There, there's collabs that he's sort of referenced that haven't come out yet. I mean, 
And and when you think about it, you know, as much as it feels like this song has kind of dominated the conversation for months already, it's really only been out for like five or six weeks, at least at least that it's been impacting the charts in a significant manner. So, I mean, we're not, I don't think we're anywhere near, you know, mass consumption with this song yet. I think uh, there's still radio to come. There's, there's still more memes on memes and more viral memes to come. I, I, I think uh, this song is going to be number this, – this is a song that's going to have to be dethroned from number one. This isn't a song that's going to go on its own terms. And I definitely think uh, to, to add to that point, I mean I'm surprised that's like Seven Rings, a song with Seven Rings ended up being eight weeks at number one. I felt like you know, sort of was all concentrated in the beginning and then just sort of the long tail that that song had. This song is probably going to have more competition based on who's coming out in the next couple of weeks. But um, I do completely agree that, yes, of course, the video is, is the wild card. I mean, if, if, it's a, if it's a great video, that only is going to add to the appeal. If Billy Ray's in it and Will Smith and whoever else is supposedly in this thing, cool. Also, kind of to the point, um, and I didn't think about this until just now, I mean, there's so much pop culture crossover potential I feel like for this song to have I mean you just have things like the Avengers movie coming out in a few weeks you have Game of Thrones back on television just like little things where people find ways to insert you know this is the hottest song in the moment these are the hottest pop culture of the moment people are going to find ways to cross them over in just you know ways that I wish I were creative enough to imagine and I feel like that gives it a whole nother you know that just adds to its uh, ubiquity. Yeah, we, we haven't we haven't seen. I don't think uh, an, an NBA team officially embrace it as the song of their their playoff run, but that's going to happen. Yeah, too. I mean, yeah. we saw Texas Tech, you sure. know, jump on pretty early for for their run to the final, and yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's all. I mean, I think it was a baseball player who used his walk up music a few weeks ago, and Lil Nas was was a big fan of that. So yeah, it's then, still and out that's there. the other thing is that. Uh, Lil Nas, I can't remember another instance where the artist behind a number one hit was so actively promoting it himself or themselves. I mean, and it's not, it's not even like a, like a really like thirsty, like, Hey guys, please go stream this song. Like, it's just like, there's something even like clever about how it's being done. Well, I think he's being so straightforward about it that you can't really call it thirsty. You know, there's no, there's no pretense to it being anything else. And I mean, I think somebody literally asked him about it on Twitter. They said, you know, like, well, when are you going to come out with new music? When are you have, when are you going to have new stuff for us? And he said, like, look, like this song's still going. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to distract from this while this song is still like the most popping thing in the country. And before the video, and before the video, which which is totally smart and totally logical. So we should be keep could, should keep on doing that. But I, I can't remember another number one artist who keeps like providing critical commentary. It's almost like, like a, like a, a DVD, like director's commentary that, that he, that he's like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm going to do next. And like, look out for this. Like it, it, it's, it's actually, I think adding to the fun of the experience. I think it's making it a lot, you know, it, it, it's adding to the momentum of the overall thing. I mean, you're literally seeing like a kid, like live out his dream. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's just so cool. And, and he's very open about that too. He's like, yeah, this is the coolest shit that's ever happened to me. Like I'm, I'm, go- I'm milking it for all it's worth. And all right. Uh, it's not just, Lil Nas X, though it seems like it uh, might be. Uh, BTS is also back. They debut this week on the Billboard Pop Songs airplay chart after just three days of airplay after its release on Friday. Uh, Boy With Love featuring Halsey debuts at number 35. That's their best debut of their four uh, hits on the chart so far. Let's uh, find out more about it, how uh, radio is playing it, what they think of it with uh, someone who's uh, been pretty much the forefront of playing BTS on U.S. radio. It's J.J. Ryan from KJ103, KJYO, Oklahoma City. Coming up on the Billboard Chappie Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. KJ Ryan, PD of KJYO, KJ103 in Oklahoma City. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you guys for having me once again. So uh, it's always an event when uh, BTS has a new song out and they hit uh, Billboard's Pop Songs chart. So uh, once again, you guys are one of the early leaders on playing uh, Boy With Love. Uh, early reaction uh, from listeners and your uh, early thoughts. You know, it's funny. I remember when we when we did this last podcast, I remember being in like a mall parking lot and we were talking about how these guys were, you know, on the verge of really exploding in the U.S. and and on to big things. And, and here we are. We have this song. And, and I remember, I think, back then saying something about they just need that one magic collaboration to have with a big U.S. artist that um, also has, you know, a fair amount of English in it so it could get stuck in the you know, regular radio audience's head. And, and here we are with this Boy Would Love collab with Halsey. And I think every box that we wanted has been checked. Uh, you just have to hear the song once and you get that my, my, my stuck in your head and you find yourself singing it the rest of the day, which is exactly what happened to me. Um, so I, I think, you know, this song is definitely back when we talked, uh, the song we were looking for. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. And to answer your question, the social reaction from this one so far has definitely um been the biggest i would say out of all of the releases i think the snl um buzz also helped them and the fact that they're going to be uh, performing it at your uh, billboard music awards together soon uh is just going to make it even bigger than it already is which is pretty massive already so you're talking about uh, everything we talked about last time you're saying that uh, bts listens to this podcast and took our advice on how to have a hit single <laughs> I think that's exactly that. That's it. They listen to the Chart Beat podcast religiously every week, <laughs> and they listen to everything we say. But no, I, these guys are obviously really, really smart. Um, Halsey and BTS have obviously been friends for a while, and this this collab really couldn't have been a better collab for both parties. Uh, it obviously is going to raise Halsey's profile internationally. It's going to raise BTS's profile in the U.S. And there's been a lot of people wondering who BTS is. They've had a lot of press over the last you know, year, year and a half, they've had multiple songs. And this is the one, though, that I think people has people going, okay, now I really, really want to pay attention. Uh, and I can tell you from the radio side, and you guys see this too, it's really exciting as a BTS fan, as, you know, a dad who has a daughter that's a BTS fan, you know, I'm kind of following it more than most, but 
radio seems to really be embracing this song more than any of the other songs. I mean, the the uh, the spins on the first day were drastically different than they were on any of the other songs. Um, there's a lot of radio stations adding this song in the first week this week, which is really um, exciting too. So I, I think this is going to be the. I think I said it last time. It's going to be the year of BTS. I think this is going to be the 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 year of BTS once again, all over again. They just, it's crazy how they just keep setting these, these new records and raising their profile more and more every single year. Yeah. I was going to say for all the buzz so far about BTS, it kind of sounds like you're saying JJ that uh, maybe the ceiling still is higher going forward. I think so. I think, you know, and I would say the ceiling is about as high as it could be because it seems that way right now. But if there is one artist that sees, never ceases to amaze me. It's definitely these guys and who knows what they've got up their sleeve yet. You know, next uh, I, I made a tweet, which a lot of people apparently took seriously, which is kind of funny during SNL going, you know, we find out they're going to do the billboard awards. What's next. Are we going to get like a mega collab with Ariana Taylor, Ed Sheeran produced my marshmallow. And, um, you know, you just never know. I mean, that's, these guys are, are so big and, you know, it seems like every artist wants to work with them right now and vice versa. They want to work with a ton of us artists. Too. So it's, it's fun to see the collabs and obviously their solo stuff too. You know, have you noticed in the past year just from fans or from social accounts that, you know, even when they're not front and center with a new release or a new album coming out, that people are still, you know, talking about them, you know, uh, more casual fans, maybe more, more casual fans are still listening, still requesting. It's not just, you know, the two weeks around an album, we're all thinking BTS, but even, you know, in the lull, three months after, six months after, that there's still an appetite out there. People are still discovering, growing in the same way that, you know, when Drake is not front and center, people are still requesting Drake songs, thinking about Drake. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with the BTS Army. Um, as you guys know, this is one of the most um, passionate and um, enthusiastic and uh, checks every box fan armies. Uh, they are are behind their artists 100% and they're constantly asking radio to play them whether they have a single or not um, and because of them they keep growing their fan base even without a song on the radio so uh, I definitely still see the fan army reaching out to us asking about them but what's really cool is I still meet people on a monthly basis or you know every couple months and someone's like yeah you know I just I just started listening to BTS and whether it be because you know they found them on social media thanks to, you know, all the social buzz they constantly get, whether they have a song or not, or they've heard them on the radio. So the buzz is still there. Uh, it's hard to say whether it's with, you know, the regular radio audience that doesn't know BTS yet and is a be- hasn't become a fan, but they're definitely still still a buzz. I mean, it, it's almost hard not to get on Twitter and not see a post about BTS somewhere or some fan theory that somebody's come up with because there's a lull and they're predicting that, you know, the next EP or the next album is going to be coming and, you know, trying to come up with something to, to, to support that something's coming when there's no, you know, hints at anything. You talk about Halsey being on the song and uh, maybe she is in some ways the perfect collaborator because uh, obviously she's, that seems to be maybe at her highest point herself so far coming off of Without Me, her biggest hit on her own. But uh, she's just become this this sort of collaboration queen. She can work with any act, East Side, going back to Closer. It just seems like, uh, yeah, she's an act that you can put on a collaboration and obviously uh, this high profile with BTS and uh, it's probably going to work. You said it. Halsey's had an incredible um, year so far. 2018 was a monster year. I mean, Bad at Love, Without Me, East Side, all – 
are monster songs and they're still around and getting played a lot because, you know, the audience just loves her, um, loves everything she's about. And obviously she just has an incredible uh, voice um, and she, you know, has great, great music. So um, I think there couldn't have been probably a, I mean, there's, she's definitely one of the strongest females that they could have collaborated with in the U S to be able to be on the track for sure. You know, outside of getting an Ariana Grande or a Taylor Swift, I mean, Halsey is up there right now. She is on fire. 2019 is going to be a monster year for her as well. Um, I predict just because of how 2018 went. So um, yeah, when I found out it was Halsey on the track and, and heard it, I remember getting really, really excited going, okay, this is the collaboration we've been waiting for because they really did get the, they got the perfect, I think, female vocalist for, for them. I think she makes the most sense out of anyone else they could have chose to be on this track with them. Let's kill this love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other K-pop happenings, a uh, big month really for the whole genre. We saw Blackpink at Coachella last weekend, um, their first U.S. performance, really well-received on social media. Do you guys, um, are you thinking about playing other K-pop acts? Blackpink, obviously, probably the one that's front and center in a lot of people's mind, but uh, are we expanding the genre beyond BTS? Do we see any appetite or are the fans starting to uh, reach out for others as well? Uh, we're seeing a little bit of it here and there. I think Blackpink is definitely going to be one of those acts. Um, we're still waiting on finding out what that, you know, single is going to be. I haven't heard what it is and when it's coming, if it is, but it's definitely one that we would be, you know, considering. Um, we've also been playing the Steve Aoki and Monster X collab um, uh, that came out not too long ago. And uh, so we're definitely exploring it. Um uh, it just it it comes down to listener appetite and what they want and you know this BTS Halsey collab I know I, I hate to keep going back to this song just uh, but I think it, it's going to be um, a many a monumental song for K-pop in a lot of in a lot of ways it's clearly got radio excited right now radio's playing it there's a lot of stations playing it and playing it all day long you know not just playing it in the middle of the night or, or late at night I think if this song really explodes and does well you're going to see not only radio start supporting some other K-pop uh, because it has the potential to be a hit just like this one could be, um, but you're going to see a lot of, I think, a lot of K-pop start trying to to bring their music into the U.S. a little bit more than we are now just because they're going to say, they're going to see, oh, look at this, you know, BTS Halsey Club was a huge hit. It went, you know, top 10 or it went number one. Um, let's try that as well. Um, you know, and you're kind of seeing that now. There's a lot more K-pop in the United States being worked by U.S. Label, labels than there was a couple of years ago. And, and BTS it honestly gets a lot of the credit for that because they're the ones that kind of kind of paved the way in the U.S. They're the ones that got everyone kind of going, what is K-pop? Who is BTS? You know, it, it, their fan army is the one that started reaching out, you know, educating radio and people like myself on what it was. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho. A little bit psycho. At night she's screaming, my mama, my mind. Oh, she's hot but a psycho. So let's push right though. At night she's screaming, my mama, my mind. Devil cut gun kind of crazy. Ask you about a few other songs
KJYO, JJ, start with uh, your most played song of the last week, uh, Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max, a favorite here of a lot of people at Billboard. Uh, are you surprised at all at how well the song is done? And obviously it's so catchy, but it's just so different from uh, what current pop is. It is. Uh, pop's an exciting place right now. There's a lot of music that doesn't sound like each other, and that's that's a good thing for us. Um, this song, obviously, extremely catchy. It gets stuck in your head really easily. Uh, she's also just an amazing person. She's super talented, very creative. Um, and, and there's other songs coming that are, you know, just as strong as this one. Her next single is incredible. Um, but I think, you know, it, uh, it's just, it's a fun, upbeat song. We don't have a lot of those right now. Um, and, uh, I think because of her uniqueness, it's, it's standing out and, uh, you know, just like Lady Gaga did back when, you know, she dropped Just Dance. It was different. It was up-tempo at the time, and there was a lot of stuff that was kind of mid-tempo. Um, so she's kind of trying to, you know, do her own thing, and, and she's being herself, and obviously it's going very, very well for her. Segue into Lady Gaga talking about shallow. You guys just uh, really upped rotation in the last couple weeks, and that's what we're seeing pretty much across the board at uh, Top 40, where uh, the song has been out uh, for, uh, since uh, October of last year, but only now it's really uh, kicked in. It just hit the top 10 of the overall radio songs chart, uh, doing really well at uh, Top 40. Uh, yeah, did it take, obviously, just that extra buzz of the Oscars and all uh, the Grammys and the winning uh, awards to kind of just uh, push it to that uh, extra level that you kind of needed to see for a uh, Top 40? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's been around a Top 40 for, for, you know, for quite a while now. A Star is Born obviously came out some time ago, but the Oscars really seemed to be what, what recharged the song, and all of a sudden you saw renewed interest, the streaming, the sales, everything went up after the Oscars performance and, uh, you know, it got people excited about the song more so than they may have been before. And, and that's definitely one of the reasons we're playing it more. And we're definitely seeing more engagement from the audience for that song now. Um, so if you thought the song was big when a star was born, the Oscars, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is huge. And then, you know, obviously the Oscars happened after and it just got even bigger. So it's definitely one of those, uh, those songs that's, that's, that's a big movie moment. Uh, kind of reminds me back when, um, and anyone listening who uh, isn't um, old enough to remember this, um, but you know, um, trying to think, it kind of reminds me of uh, remember Celine Dion, "My Heart Will Go On" from the Titanic soundtrack. How yeah. big, you know, a movie song got, and this kind of reminds me of that. It, it, you know, obviously we didn't have social media back then, but you know, you had the soundtrack, and then obviously the Oscars performance happens, and. Bradley Cooper's there, and it just kind of explodes. Kind of, it it reminds me just like that Celine Dion song from way back in the day, and I just totally aged myself by saying that. Curious about these next two songs, uh, JJ, because they're a little more. Uh, atypical for for top forty, but uh, you guys are starting to play both of them. Sure. Uh, Billie Eilish, when the party's over. There's uh, yeah, in some ways, uh, same type of thing. We're maybe in some ways to BTS, where uh, the social buzz is so big, but uh, we haven't quite seen that full breakthrough at top forty radio yet. Uh, Billie Eilish, I'm curious what your uh, thoughts are on a song that uh, is really unlike anything 
you hear on Top 40. It's, uh, it, it's such a ballad and uh, just it's uh, the melody itself. It's such an interesting song. That song and just her music in general is, is different. But going back to earlier, that's why I think pop's in such a great place right now. You don't want everything to sound the same because we want to sound like we have a variety when you're listening. And, and that's what our, you know, I feel like listeners want and the audience wants. No one puts music into a box anymore. They just they like what they like. Um, Billy is, is, is a phenomenon that it's really hard to explain. Um, she has such a massive profile. Um, and the the audience is all over the place. My, my wife loves Billie Eilish. My daughter loves Billie Eilish. Um, and if you look on social, every single artist seems to tweet about Billie Eilish or her music at some point, like everyone seems to be a fan of her how unique she was. I know she got reviews at Coachella from artists and, and fans that were there and people that didn't even know who she was yet and now have walked away fans. You got to respect what she's done and what she's been able to do. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a very big year for her as well. Um, obviously she's new to the pop world. Um, but I think this is going to be one of many songs we're going to end up hearing from her over the years uh, or over this, this coming year. Um, the, the social buzz is obviously huge. Uh, the streaming, the sales, everything that she's just on fire. Um, and she's, you know, at the top of the world right now would seem, and, and there's only more to come because most of that she's done on her own. And, uh, yeah, when the party's over is the song that's currently on the pop song chart, but, uh, bad guy is actually, uh, bubbling under pretty quickly. That might uh, chart soon as well. And that song's got tempo sounds maybe a little more like what you'd expect to hear on the top 40 radio. So it kind of seems like uh, programs are actually reaching out and and finding uh, maybe this is the song that we ultimately want to play more. Listeners will decide. But uh, yeah, kind of nice to see people on the programming side noticing how big she is and maybe trying to find the next hit on their own. Yep, And and she's selling out date after date after date on her tour. So, you know, there's, there's uh, she's got a massive audience and, uh, and, a lot of it seems to be who would be listening to pop radio. So um, it's exciting to see her starting to bubble up on the top 40 chart now. All right. There's also the song called Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, uh, now featuring Billy Ray Cyrus that you guys have uh, just added. Uh, one, are you playing the Billy Ray Cyrus remix or are you playing the original? And where do you begin to talk about uh, this song and how it could fit for top 40 radio? Uh, playing the original right now. Um you know, it's it's one of those phenomenons. It's almost hard to explain how big this song has gotten. Uh, you know, when when a song starts to go viral, you never know what's going to end up happening or how big it's going to get. You know, Drake in My Feelings is a great example. Uh, this seems to be the new one that's kind of in that uh, in that same line, um, and people just love the heck out of this song. And it's it's definitely the uh, the buzz record of the moment for sure. Um, if you pull up Shazam, it's always like both songs, like the one with Billy, the one without Billy are like number one and number two here. Um, and pretty much nationally, I think, too. It's selling, it's streaming. I mean, people just can't get enough of this song. Is it weird? Yep. Doesn't make, it doesn't sound like anything you would normally play on the radio, but, but people love it. And uh, we're excited to be playing it. It seems it's one of those songs you can't be happy whenever you hear it either. Every t- you just look over some, there's always a reaction when you play that song, someone in the office or someone you're with um, just kind of gets excited about it. So it's uh, it's a fun song that, uh, that we're having fun with and uh, just like the audience is. That's 
that's because it's that song. That uh, such a good song. Um, we were talking last week, JJ, about that track and just how, like you mentioned, it's just the record of the moment. Uh, curious for us, or I guess curious from your take. I know we were talking about how it felt like it was kind of like the only song in the world right now. We can remember the last time it felt like there was only one track in the world. Does it feel like that's the same case um, for you in Oklahoma? And what do you think was the last time a record sort of captured popular attention in a way that basically shoved everybody else aside? You know, obviously, it's a, it, I'm trying to think back on the past novelty records that were just so big. And it reminds me of like, and this goes way back, but the songs are like, you can't go to a, like an event, a wedding or something and not hear some of these come up every now and then. But like Cotton Eye Joe or the Macarena or, you know, like yeah. some of these records that were just so big, they were everywhere that I don't know if this song is going to get to that point where you still hear it 10 years from now because there's, you know those obviously kind of had a dance to them and they kind of kept going for a while, but um, it, it's definitely, it feel that the excitement is definitely there like those, or let's say Barbie girl, you know, from Aqua, um, uh, the crazy frog song, or, you know, like the list can go on all those kind of songs that are just kind of, were like, what? But they got huge. You know, it didn't matter that the song was kind of quirky or weird or different. It just made people happy and, they wanted to hear it over and over again, just like this one. Yeah, if I had to predict, I feel like uh, – I don't know how long the song will, will last as a big hit, but I feel like uh, years from now, people will remember it kind of in that same group. Who Let the Dogs Out, same kind of thing. It was just these fun, pretty you know, sort of novelty uh, yeah, records. For, forgot about that one. Yeah, that was uh, – Good yeah. call with the Who Let the Dogs Out. Uh, OK, last thing uh, I want to ask JJ, just more f- talking about what's hot right now. want to flash forward a little bit. Um, a lot of people thinking 2019 – could be a big year for a lot of pop acts We who apparently might be on the comeback trail. We may see new music from Rihanna this year, Lady Gaga in the works, maybe Beyonce with this Netflix thing, Taylor Swift with on 426, Adele. Who is, I'm, I'm going to pin you down, who is the one artist that you, at least from a radio programming perspective, are most excited to get back in rotation because this either this person is just you know, a smash out of the box hit every time, or because they're going to bring something different to the table that just we need to spice up top 40 with. Who is that one artist that you just like, give me the record from blank? Obviously there's these rumors about Taylor Swift dropping something on 426. Um, Don't know what that announcement is. Is it music? Is it not? But uh, obviously if Taylor drops a song, it's, uh, you, it's kind of like, if Taylor does anything, you just kind of go, all right, well, Taylor's going to own this year. Um, but there's so many other rumors out there too. Uh, uh, I, I think it's, it's a, it's an answer. That's a non-answer, but uh, <laughs> obviously Taylor Swift is there, but there's, there's a lot of music coming this year that I feel like could be potential songs of summer or the, the artists that own summer. Um, Obviously, hopefully, I, I hope personally, BTS in the Halsey track becomes the song of summer. That's what I really want to happen, just because it's not an artist that has owned summer before, kind of like Zed and Marin Morris owned with the middle last year. That was just a song that, you know, exploded and wouldn't go away. I kind of hope that, you know, we get we get the BTS Halsey track in that slot this year. Um But I really hope, you know, some of our heavy hitters come back with some new songs this year. The Rihanna would be exciting. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm still crossing my fingers every single day. I'm a huge Ed Sheeran fan. I want Ed to drop new music at some point. Um, 
You know, it's been a minute since we've had new Bruno Mars. Is anything coming from him down the road? Um, uh, the Beyonce would be, you know, really cool too if we could get in, you know, another uh, reincarnation of like the Crazy in Love era, where you know it was all these songs like hit after hit after hit from her. Um, so uh, I, I say right now, what we know is coming. You know, Taylor Swift, of course, there's all these rumors that we keep reading on the Internet. I think I've been reading about Rihanna making new music for like a year now, and we're still we're still over here waiting for it. And she keeps teasing us, too. So um, but uh, right now, knowing what's coming, you know, uh, I think the BTS is, is my favorite out of everything that's out right now. So that'd be what I would say. If Taylor's dropping a song soon, it's always uh, hard to not, um, you know, count her out. Um, and then, obviously, if we get some music from those who have kind of taken a little bit of a break, uh, we didn't even mention Justin Timberlake. Could he come back and and do something too? Maybe that, that that's that's a longer shot to me, but but not impossible. With with NSYNC, let's 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 go really <laughs> far out in right field. Okay, hope you didn't um, bet the house on that one. You'll be homeless. No, I think I think Taylor. Obviously, if she's going to be dropping something, is probably the easy. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna place bets. I mean, you can't compete with her. I mean, you know, from tour ticket sales to, you know, to album sales to radio success. I mean, the girl's just freak, you know, she just like prints gold. So, um, and she's, you know, she always reinvents herself. So, uh, that's, that's always the fun part is when Taylor gets ready to do something, you never know what it's going to sound like because it's usually different than what she did last time. And she, she raises the bar once again. A Taylor Swift little Nas X showdown like would be I mean you know like just just the contrast in that like that'd be the most interesting literally literally Miss Big Machine but I guess no longer Big Machine and then you have sort of this just upstart young kid you know with this huge rap like I mean it's it's like that David and Goliath yeah, like literally that, that's the fun thing about pop music where we can sit and talk about all these acts with these uh, legacy uh, track records and, and think what might be the biggest but then it always seems to come down to uh, something like an old town road just comes out of nowhere and uh, grabs the attention and that's uh, kind of what uh, has always kept uh, pop music fresh and going well maybe we'll get an old town maybe the 426 announcement that she's teasing is an old town remix uh um featuring her like how amazing would that be yeah. Ooh, i think it would be the one thing that would literally like explode twitter for better or worse <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks as always, JJ, uh, PD of KJ103 in Oklahoma City. Appreciate you coming on the podcast once again. Thank you, guys. Always fun to nerd out and talk music for a little bit. J.J. Ryan, our special guest in the Billboard Sharpie podcast. Once again, talking to VTS. We'll see uh, where the new song goes. Yeah. And, uh, and that was a snippet of the new Taylor Swift song. We're so excited to hear. Did I forget to put that in? Oops. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to J.J. Uh, that's this week's Billboard Sharpie podcast. Back next week, uh, you just discovered – well, I guess it's, it's brand new to you. It's, it's, it's brand new, but a, a decades-old song, Trevor. Your, your new favorite song you want to go out with here? Yeah, this is random. So um, the OJs were in the Billboard office. Uh, legendary group OJs were in 
uh, last week or so. And so that kind of got me back through the catalog, just reliving some of the good stuff. And I remember that they were also part of the Fighting Temptations, which I think we may have mentioned somewhat recently on here, a uh, movie that Beyonce was in, 2003, Cuba Gooding Jr. And one of the songs that the OJs do on that soundtrack is a song called Love Me Like a Rock. And, you know, it's a gospel, faith-based movie. So I thought, okay, it's you know, some, some, some newish gospel song, fine. Um, looked into that track, really couldn't find anything on it, but I found all the stuff about a song called Loves Me Like a Rock by Paul Simon. And I was like, what? And it's the same song from, from you know, way before the OJs did in 2003. This is, you know, one of Paul Simon's, probably one of his earliest solo uh, hits. Uh, number two, a Hot 100 hit in 1973. I, yeah, back in the 70s. So this is 30 years apart. Um, and, I, you know, I probably would have never discovered it through the Paul Simon channel. I, the OJs, you know, fan of theirs, can't say I listen to too much Paul Simon. But just kind of weird how, you know, I guess nowadays one of the cool things is, like Gary was, you were mentioning this earlier about how streaming and all the internet access gives you the ability to sort of hop around in these kind of ways that you may have never, you know, never been able to before. I mean, before it would have been like my mom would have had to tell me this is a Paul Simon song and that would have been probably the only way I could have found that out. So, um, yeah, I found a Paul Simon song <laughs> that I like I this there week. Are, there are plenty of other good Paul Simon songs. I'm happy to uh, turn you on to the whole, uh, the whole catalog, Trevor. There's others. Uh, so I guess maybe in the, the spirit of fusion uh, to take us out, um, here's a little bit of both versions of Loves Me Like a Rock. Pick which one you like the best, Paul or the OJs. But we're all winners here. So, you know, glad that we have a new song we can all celebrate. New old song. Devil would call my name. Grown to be a man. I said, now who do? Who do you think you're fooling? Grown to be a man. I'm a consummated man. Grown to be a man. I can stand to the Oh, my mama loves me. She loves me. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.